welcome back to Feels Like Weezer, where we're going through all of Weezer's songs, uh, track by track, song by song, from the uh, Blue Album to Van Weezer. And uh, I am Eric Nash from Almost Famous Minute. And I'm Zach Frackingsmith. You can follow me on Twitter at The Informal Log. How you doing, Zach? Oh, it's a glorious day. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to talk about the two best songs that were not on the Green Album that should have been. The two best songs that were recorded during the Green Album mm-hmm. era. Uh, so this, But this is the Green Album Outtakes episode. And yeah, you were talking about two songs. And as as I think you were pointing out at the end of last uh, last episode, uh, the whole Green Album recap, um, mm-hmm. these two songs, you know, I mean, there, there, there are plenty of, there are a few other songs that were re- released that were outtakes from the Green Album that were, you know, put out, but they weren't put out in the U.S. I know. What's They've the like never seen U.S. releases, um, but they certainly are available to us. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, you, you, well, and, you, you know, it, those are the kind of things, you know, if we were to do, like, a, a Patreon or something, those yeah. are the things that we would be That's covering. Right. So uh, I'm just I'm just throwing that out there. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if Weezer put their grubby little hands on it, we're probably going to talk about it at some point. Um, I'm pretty sure... River's hands have been washed thoroughly. Didn't mean grubby. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Rivers, please come on the podcast. <laughs> I start to like you soon. Um, what song are we starting with, Eric? Uh, I think we're going to start with Always. Oh, yeah. Did you know the, the that Weezer wrote a Beatles song? <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, like, how much do you like this song, Eric? I do have to know, because it sounds... So much like a Beatles song. Well, and and you know, looking at Weezerpedia, I mean, I, I definitely had a Beatles song in mind, but then Weezerpedia says some fans have compared it to "Here Comes the Sun," which was what I heard as like a non-super fan of the Beatles. You know, yeah. like that that guitar picking at the beginning, the acoustic. Um, I was okay. also looking at the yeah. comments I on can it. See that? Yeah. We'll see what 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 really what really caught my ear in listening to this song. And it wasn't right off the bat. They, mm-hmm. they, they they come in a little bit into it. Is are the strings Eleanor Rigby strings. too? Halfway well, through, that was what I was a little thinking bit of. Eleanor Rigby, but also I would say yesterday as well. Because mm. because really, you know, with with what Wizard says right before that is it says it consists only of Rivers Cuomo on vocals and acoustic guitar backed by strings. That's mm-hmm. exactly what yesterday is. That yep for Paul McCartney. Hmm. So, tr- truly, purely from a from a instrumentation and an arrangement type of thing, but I totally understand now. I didn't quite understand until you said it. The guitar picking at the beginning, and I could hear it in my head just now when you said that. It's like, okay, yeah, okay, I see. Here, here comes the sun, and then then you know when I said the strings, and you said Elna Rigby, I understand that too. The, the Elna Rigby does have those little like more sharp jabs. Yeah, that 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 uh, come into play at one point, at least at one point in this song. Um, yeah, yeah, it uh, it, it I I really like this tune. Mm-hmm. Um, as much crap as I give the Beatles, uh, and as much crap as I give Green Album Weezer, uh, I think the song is great. Mm-hmm. Um, it it's really catchy. It's very sweet sounding. Um, you know sing your love to me softly you know and it it's just you know it, it, 
it's a good it's a good tune. It's a really good song. I I would I would definitely put this as we were talking last time. This would have been my um, post crap song. Um, I think that that this would be a good you know because it sounds completely different from everything else. And I guess that kind of explains why it's not on the album because it's not very power poppy, um, which is what they were going for. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I. I'm a, I am a fan. I'm a big fan of this. Um, I mean, I'd I'd be interested to hear if if there could be somewhere tucked away somewhere in Rivers, uh, you know, uh, uh, storage or some such, you know, a a version that was more power poppy, mm-hmm. you know. But like I've never, I don't think I've ever heard, you know, more power, more more rocky, more more whatever of of those three Beatles songs either though. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone always does them pretty on the low-key side that they originally were done. Yeah. The, the, the other thing is, is that, um, you know, it, it's, it's just that it, it's, 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 it's even more, I think, low-key and toned down than Butterfly. I mean, Butterfly has these certain elements to it mm-hmm. that, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty pointed at, at what he's I think what he's trying to say whereas this I mean this is just this is just uh it's so much more a ballad than than that is that's for darn sure mm-hmm. yeah and I, I think whenever you throw strings in anything um yeah. in the way that they did you know it just immediately makes it a little calmer um so this I mean this song there there were two different versions of it um as well uh one got released uh on the international singles that was uh let's see here there was an incorrect short edit which was discovered by rivers after its release and then they did a longer version that was on a single exclusively for france uh the the cd on that was called uh Three tetra in the I don't know. I can't speak French. Uh, it means three unpublished titles. You know, uh, send your emails to feels like weezer at gmail.com. Um, and, you know, tell me, or maybe I'll just talk to Duolingo, see how it says. Anyway. Um, but this was supposed to be like shrink wrapped with the main CD, this album, apparently, in France, which I thought was interesting. Um, but since it was so popular, they're like, eh, no, no, it's fine. So, I don't, I don't know. That's a that's a fun well, fact. Well, well, the, the the last thing, to, you know, to to talk about how it was released was that it was actually, and this is the reason we're including it. You know, it, its U.S. release was on another Kevin and Bean oh my compilation. God. So I'd like follow my eggnog. I'd like to go through again. Uh, some, some of the... And talk about some of my favorite uh, titles here. We've got uh, Swallow My Eggnog, the titular title. Oh, and can we talk about the cover of this album, which is just... I don't get it. It's like something we would Photoshop that's, together that's, at the top. Yeah, it's then... definitely not the, the one I, I did not want to do. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Our own version of this. <laughs> Although, I don't know, I think Photoshopping our faces with the Kevin and Bean and then putting the four guys... Uh, on the ladies here. Yeah. I think that would have been perfect. I'm just saying. Um, so we've got uh, 
Clint Frostwood by Chillis, which is it, and it has to be a parody of Clint Eastwood by the Gorillas. It has to be. Uh, It has to be. I'm gonna I'm gonna seek that out. That's for darn sure. Because I love that. I love I love that band. Exactly. Uh, I I I do. I love the Gorillas. They're great. Um, uh, Then we've got Cooking with Walking. Uh, uh, Christopher Walken, um, Get Your Dreidel On by Pootie Tadao, uh, Harry Blotter and the Sorcerer's Bone. This is so stupid. Like, that is, like, the lowest hanging fruit. Um, Last Christmas by Jimmy Eat World, which, come on, like, Last Christmas is a great tune. Uh, Silent Bob's Christmas Memory. Which so that's that's Kevin Smith. I, I'm I'm assuming it's going to be you know, like in and... three and a half minutes of just silence. Yeah, um, <laughs> I mean that's what I would do if I was if I was that. Uh, let's see here. Um, Little girls and hobos by the Naked Trucker and T Bones show. Which I mean, don't we all know what that is? Um, Johnny Knoxville's a very jackass Christmas. Happy Holidays, You Bastard, by Blink-182. This is probably the best title. I'll punch you in the face for Christmas. (laughs) Uh, uh, Don Quixote's Christmas Bonanza by Gorillaz. So they're on here. Um, Under the Mistletoke with Mole. I'm assuming that's about weed. Um, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas by Coldplay, which I really need to find that. Um, because I do like Coldplay, and that's my favorite Christmas song. So I'm, I'm sure I've heard that. If I don't, I might even have it. <laughs> uh, other way. Things I Want by Some 41 versus Tenacious D. Uh, and I wonder how that versus comes comes into play. <laughs> I, I I'd be I'd be interested. You know, like this album, I honestly would be interested in listening to. But at the same time, do I? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do I want to? Uh, if only I could hear Jackie Chan's Christmas message. You know, that's my... It's the best Christmas message. Uh, Afro Man's Christmas Joint, and of course, Always by Weezer. Um, and there's some other ones in there that didn't have funny titles. But, like, really? Really? Like, some of these... It, 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 it's so stupid. Uh Anyway, and, and it sure seems like this this song that we're covering here, and this of the of the two we're covering, um, always mm-hmm. on on this compilation album, really kind of that stands out the most. I mean, you you wouldn't know it just right off the bat, but upon listening to it, I mean, it has to compare it to so many of these other songs. I mean, it's not about weed, and it's not about Christmas. So. <laughs> <laughs> the two most important things in life. Um, oh my god. Uh, I just swallow my eggnog. What a dumb title, Kevin and Bean. I'm disappointed <laughs> after the highs of the <laughs> after last one. The highs of the real Slim Santa. Yeah, I just you know I think it's it's rough. It's a rough rough transition. Um, you got anything else for this one? Uh, um, for this one, there are. Because their other one does have <laughs> this one, I really couldn't find anything. Even even when I just searched it on YouTube as well, no covers. Yeah, I and 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 that's what I was kind of getting at. You know, I mean, I, I just have to wonder if if someone. I mean, if Rivers didn't, 
could someone <laughs> I'd be interested in hearing it like halfway towards power pop right of the rest of the album yeah and that and and, and kind of it's almost like that that's that's how it maybe could have been included at, at that halfway point yeah and I I don't know I still think that just having it in this release just slam it in there it would have made the album a hundred times better um just to kind of break up that monotony yeah um one last thing on Weezerpedia, uh, this was released in October, uh, 2001. Um, they misspelled October. Mm-hmm. I just thought I'd throw that out there. I mean, I cut that well, out. That's not funny. Well, well, you, you could edit that. <laughs> I could, but I just want to. Well, now, that if I edit it, the joke that I just said won't make sense. Yeah, people will go and say, no, it does say October. <laughs> but, uh, uh, Zach, you did a bad idea. Um, we actually put in the time, one of us, <laughs> one, you or I, maybe. Because <laughs> who else is going to this song on Weezerpedia <laughs> and, and, and interested in... Our legions of fans, Eric. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, them. Yes, right. Yes. All ten of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the uh, second song. Yeah. D- uh, uh, here, set set me up for it. Ask me if I want to go to the second song. Uh, Zach, do you want to talk about the next song? I do. Oh. Wow. It's a good joke. That was the joke I did before, by the way. Oh yeah. And okay. when I thought we were segueing into I do, but mm-hmm. no, this works. This is fine. This is fine. Um. This song, I um, I liked it. I didn't like it as better as always, as much as always. Um, yeah. But it's it's different, and that's what I think is important when we're talking about these uh, B-sides, I guess, the outtakes. Um, I don't think I would put it on, uh, but it, 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 you know, just as a, as a whatever, I might put it on a, you know... As a closer for a mix CD I make, but... Well, and shouldn't this be really called Always Part 2? Honestly. Yeah. Uh, well, and I think I think it's interesting that both of these songs, to me, they kind of have this, like, wedding feel to it mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. you know? Like, because always, you know, I'm always going to love you and stuff. Uh, and then, of course, I do with your with your vows and all that. But, um, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess that's the only... That's the only thing that connects the two to, to weddings, um, you know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, well, this... I'm, well, I mean, they're connected to each other. I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not being specific enough, but right, right, right. The reason I say always part two because there's it's it's, it's definitely he's, he's, he sings it there like at least four four or five times. He he sings the word always. You mm-hmm. told me that you'd always love me. I did, and I'm sorry, Eric. It's just I can't do this anymore. Oh, <laughs> solid joke. Everything landed. Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually, he says it quite a bit. This this should be yeah. always part well, two. And it's and otherwise, if you if you don't include that chorus, which is just the, the one line repeated <laughs> between <laughs> for the two lines of the chorus, you know, essentially you only have like you know a couple verses, and then this very weird out. That yeah, that's often like what happened to the song. <laughs> uh, and 
that's that's one of the benefits I think is because you know it, it he keeps it short he keeps it tight mm-hmm. and this it works he's playing the ultimate um and I've, I've watched a YouTube video on this a couple times in this past year half year or so um of, of when when in the lyrics of a song they have the word stop mm-hmm and so the singer sings it, and then the arrangement, whoever you know, the producer, whoever is behind the scenes, calling for it, puts in you know a second or so of silence. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was it was an order from the singer for everyone to stop, mm-hmm. even though it really wasn't. It really didn't make doesn't make that much sense. Yeah, what else was being said in context with it. But so in this case, he sings for this last this last uh, two very short lines. Nevermore again. Well, I believe the sun. Doot and doo doo. You know, so it's so it's a much more, you know, uh, flourishy way of saying stop. Mm-hmm. And that's when the song does stop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another way it connects to always is that because it sounds like here comes the sun. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. no, no. The, the the thing here is is that. Apparently, a lot of Weezer fans believe it is right. Remark and derided, sometimes derided for its similarity to Billy Joel's song "Leningrad," which which I I know so much better than this one. (laughs) I honestly don't know that song. Yeah, Um, I mean, it it came out on Stormfront when I was twelve years old, and I was I loved my dad's collection of you know the like the two CD best of set mm-hmm. so i went and bought this one, one of my first cds i bought you know mm-hmm. front and and it's on there and i know all the songs on it very well and and i i can see its similarities i'm not going to deride weezer for it because i really doubt <laughs> right that it was <laughs> intentional know, yeah or if it was intentional it's more of an homage than you know yeah right mm-hmm. it's, um, it's not that close sounding yeah i didn't i the 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 song leningrad actually has a lot more going for it i mean you know this 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 is like this is this is this song essentially sounds like a a demo track you know a rough track Mm -hmm. and as whereas you know billy joel and his standards and i don't know that i've ever heard a (laughs) demo track of his i don't think he puts those out right (laughs) he's, he's he's very polished and and I mean, there, there's key changes in it and stuff in Leningrad, and you don't have that here. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, it, this is, uh, it, I mean, it's a good song, you know. I, yeah. And mm-hmm. I mean, I I it's do. A, it's a nice little ditty. After we're done, it's a nice little ditty. Uh, after we're done, I'm probably going to listen to Leningrad because I yeah. just want to compare it. But um, I I do I honestly think that these should have been uh, included. In the album, and and this was in the UK and Japan that it was included as the last track. So, like, why we didn't get it, I don't understand. Um, why, why we only got it on US retail CD single slash US retail seven inch black vinyl. Ooh, <laughs> I yeah, but you know, as, as a B side, you know, it was a B side on exactly, you know, and I for the CD. I don't know. I just, I think this would have been a great way to end a very mediocre album um, that I think could have pushed it up to another level because it does still, it, it, it feels a little bit like Pinkerton still, you know, 
So yeah. mm-hmm. you can you can have that. Yeah, it's got that. It's got that some distorted guitar that comes in and out at different points. Right, you know? and the 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 fans of Pinkerton, you know, were upset with this because it didn't yeah. sound like Pinkerton. Whereas you can have a little bit at the end, almost as an homage to those fans, saying, "Hey guys, you know, we we heard you. Thank you for supporting us." You know, mm-hmm. uh, I I really I really think. Uh, I don't know. I, I I think U.S. got the shaft on this. Us got the shaft. Yeah. <laughs> I think this would be a good ending to the album. It would have been a great ending to uh, my feelings on the Green Album as well. Um, do I want to listen to this song, this album again? I do. Do I want to listen to it always? No. Yeah, that was forced. It was hoagie. Um, so you got anything else? Did you have any covers of this one? Um, Besides yeah, right, Billy Joel's cover. Leningrad. Right. <laughs> did Billy Joel cover this? Or did... Well, yeah, with Leningrad. No. That was... Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, the the one cover that I, I, was, I became aware of is the Molotov Cocktail Piano. So it makes sense. It, it, piano is very heavy in this. You yeah, know, yeah. It, and and we, we didn't talk about that. It, it is kind of it's a little more of a uh, slightly synthesized a little bit maybe or something. You know, it's not it's not a a real acoustic sounding piano. It's, right. it's got a little something on it. Yeah, a it, special sauce. Yeah, exactly. That's what we need. Going for it. You know, yeah. throw a little special sauce on your Weezer. That sounds very <laughs> dirty. Um. So overall, I think I'm I'm glad to be done talking about the Green Album. Uh, you know, I I, I like I kind of said last episode, it's it's a decent album. Uh, you know, I wish they would have. I honestly, I think if they included these two songs and took out God Forsaken Crab, everything would be fine. Uh, <laughs> everything would have been all right in the end. Yeah, but well, everything will be all right in the end eventually. It, it is true. When we get to it. When we get to it, everything will be, everything will be, everything will be all right. Um, but we do have, before we come back for Maladroit, there will be one more. Yes. Song we will cover. <laughs> Which, you know, like, this is my favorite thing about the podcast, is that we take these random things and we put <laughs> it, we include it. Um, so then we're, we're going to be talking about a song from WWE Tough Enough 2. Um, that was released around this time. Uh, and like later we're going to be talking about, uh, what was, what was the one that I, uh, Cars 2, the Cars 2 soundtrack, (laughs) the Shrek Forever After soundtrack, you know, it's just, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. The, the, uh, the classic film Cars 2, um, were you a big wrestling fan? We'll save that for the for the podcast we'll save that yeah. for the next episode um so yeah that's uh there's green we're done praise be um anyway uh do you have anything else eric i think i'm good all right well uh i'm zach franking smith you can follow me on twitter at the informal log and i'm eric nash uh, you can find me at uh almost famous minute which is part of the uh, Pantheon Podcast Network that the show as well is on. 
Yeah, check us out. Plenty of other great ones. Uh, PantheonPodcast.com. Lots of really great uh, podcasts on there. At least two of them have talked about Weezer. So they're our favorite podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But if you want to keep in touch with us, uh, you can do so on Twitter at Feels Like Weezer. You can join the Feels Like Weezer Listener Society on Facebook. Um, You can also just follow our Facebook. You can just uh, click that lickety like button. Uh, it feels like Weezer uh, on their Facebook page. And then you can also send us an email, feels like Weezer at gmail.com. And uh, Eric, are you tough enough? So this is the Green Albums. <laughs> what a weird noise. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna try it over. That's uh, you, you, you can pull that stuff into into the end. Um, oh, I absolutely will. <laughs> it's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.